Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Rust Report on ESPN AM 1520. I've had the great pleasure of being with our guest, Michael Blihash, for many years when I was National Vice President for Public Relations of the Polish-American Congress. And this is the man who got the Polish-American Heritage Month going all over the United States. He's a dynamic leader. What he does in his hometown of Philadelphia for workers to do well in America. He's a very, very loyal patriot. He also is a wonderful assistant, Teresa Romanowski, and I was happy to have her meet Pope John Paul II privately, and she said it was the thrill of her life. Michael Blihash of Philadelphia is where so much of America's history began. Michael Blihash, a social worker, is the director of Polish American Social Services, a position he has held for 30 years. The agency assists individuals in the Polish Slavic community in southeastern Pennsylvania. This agency, Polish American Social Services, also well known in communities as United Social Services, was established in 1908 to help immigrants from Poland to become part of America's Industrial Revolution. A dynamic young leader, Michael Blihash, and I'd like to first talk about this crusade you have going nationally to have people buy American-made products. I know that you've reached out to Ted Morton in Erie County, New York, about this as he sponsored legislation. You also reached out to the Erie County Executive, Michael, uh, Mr. Poland Cars, to find common ground to get this uh, passed uh, with the county executive and the legislator. Why are you promoting Buy American Products? Michael Blihash. Brian, first of all, I want to tell you it's a pleasure to be with you, and my thanks to you for allowing me the opportunity to speak to your listeners because getting the word out about positive things is the most important thing, thing that we can do. Let me just tell you a little bit about Polish-American Social Services. Uh, this agency was started in 1908 to help immigrants that were coming to the Philadelphia area port of entry. It was sort of a mini Ellis Island on the waterfront in Philadelphia. As people arrived there, they were greeted by the agency people, and they were helped with jobs, language translations, housing, clothing, getting their kids into school, and, of course, to learn the English language. The most important thing that the immigrants that were coming to America wanted is to come to be part of the American dream. And the agency always focused its efforts on getting people jobs. The biggest and most important thing that we can do in this country is have a person be able to have a job, job skills, and be able to support themselves and their families. So about 20 years ago, I hate to think about it, but back in 1998, 
I started the program, American Workers Need You. And uh, the reason we did that is because many of the people in America found themselves losing jobs within their own community. We watched it for a few years. I would say this outsourcing of jobs has gone on for about 35 years. But it didn't become that noticeable until about 20 years ago as some of the companies that started moving made their final move out of the USA. And as people, middle-aged people, older people still in the workforce, lost their jobs and their stability, uh, I, I said we have to do something to do uh, get jobs back and put this in the minds and the hearts and get the wallets of the people to spend more money on American-made. And, Brian, you know better than I can tell you, there are always those who are on the other side of the stick, which means the people who want the imports to come in because they are able to sell the imported items in their stores for more money and make more profit. I'm going to give you a little, for instance, of, of it being in historic Philadelphia. We have the museum at 308 Walnut Street in historic Philadelphia, and it, it welcomes tourists from around the world and of across the USA. And the people come in and they tell me, you know, how, what their job situation is. They come to the agency. Uh, there are many social service programs from fuel rebates and property tax rebates and helping people with various problems within their own family. Maybe a parent or a grandparent is older and needs assistance in the house. But jobs is one of the biggest focuses that the agency has tried to promote for from day one. It's 109 years old this this coming uh, August. It'll be 110 years old. So it's a great history, and people can look it up simply by going to PolishAmericanSocialServices.com, or we have a second name, UnitedSocialServices.com, and that second name welcomes people of all nationalities, who live within the areas that we serve in southeastern Pennsylvania and across the state of Pennsylvania. So one effort has been helping the next effort over the years. You've been involved in the Polish-American community for a long time. You see the importance of keeping people together. We've never lost our mission in that 109 years. And I have to compliment the people who have been in my position for many years, in, in beginning with 1908, and all the people who continue to help us, whether they're staff people or volunteers, because getting people jobs, getting them to be stable, is the most important thing that we can do. Let's talk about what the president has been talking about and that's about NAFTA. And when I was a legislator, I voted against NAFTA when I was a county legislator, when I had Ted Morton's job here in Buffalo, because I thought we'd be losing our jobs to Mexico and other poor countries. And we did lose so many. We had a big plant here with Trico, with the wiper blades. We had Bethlehem Steel. We had Republic Steel. We lost thousands of jobs. We used to have uh, 21,000 people working for Bethlehem Steel. Now there's zero 
in Buffalo, New York. How do you feel about these trade agreements with the Pacific Trade Agreement, NAFTA, other trade agreements? Are they hurting American workers? Michael Blihash. Yes, they certainly are hurting American workers because many of those agreements were put in effect not thinking about the future of Americans, but trying to help people around the world come into the general marketplace, put products in their hands so that they would make them and we would have a, a global economy that would help all. Well, we did a great job helping other countries make all of the things that we have around us, but we haven't done a good job in America helping our youth in high school, in college, to learn the skills needed by the modern workplace today. When I say the modern workplace, you can take that from A to Z, whether it's producing a profit, whether you're the person buying the goods for the production, you're advertising, you're selling, you, you, the, you're billing for the product, you're servicing the product. Every time a, a product comes from overseas, it comes already in the package, and we just put it on the shelf. So we cut out all of those services here in the USA the people who would be making the packaging, who would be making all of the labeling to go on the individual products, all of that now is done overseas. And I'm very pleased that uh, President Trump had focused his campaign on looking at America first. It's something I've been preaching for 19 years, and very often when I hear some of the remarks made by the White House or even by some of the uh, secretaries of labor and industry. It's almost like they're reading my weekly commentary. And, and Brian, I'm pleased to say that, that my weekly commentary mm -hmm. is listed. You can go on the front page of AmericanWorkersRadio.com and you'll see the commentaries that I put up each and every week. And I use it on my own Saturday a variety program, and it's broadcast through 21 other broadcasters who do weekend shows and sometimes on Wednesday uh, or Thursday. We have a lot of interest, and the people now, as a result of more people talking about how are we going to help ourselves rise up to where we should have never lost our being, we should never be where we are. I mean, this is the country where most of the things that we use were invented and manufactured from the time of the Industrial Revolution, when the Polish settlers and the Germans and the Lithuanians and the Irish, all the people were coming here in mass numbers to join the America's Industrial Revolution. We found a way through uh, national leaders to cater to the world and not to our own needs. President Trump campaigned on bringing back stability to America. I see and I'm disappointed that he's not allowed to focus more of his attention uh, on that particular item that he campaigned on. America first, jobs for America. Let's get the American label back 
first and foremost. There's so much going on in the media, and the tweets and all these things don't help. But I really think that we should ask the president and all of the people in the administration to start focusing on the bread and butter issues that are very important to the American people. We are the taxpayers, and yet we are in $20 trillion in debt. You were elected official, uh, Brian. Mm -hmm. Did you vote for any program, or would you vote for any program that you saw continue to allow our jobs to leave? No, that's why I voted against NAFTA, and I was one of the few who voted against it when I was a legislator because I knew we'd lose the low or paid manual labor positions. Right, and, and you're right. And also, when people talk about industries, remember, uh, it's important to remind people that industry, for every job that you have on the line making the product, you have business management, you have uh, packers, salespeople, advertisers, all those jobs are lost. In my travels, I do go to some of the stores, and the people talk to me, and they, they say, well, you know, 20 years ago, 80% uh, of what we sold was American-made. Today, our merchandisers don't have anything to speak of on their mer merchandise list that ha reflects American-made, and that's unfortunate. And I'll give you a small idea, mm -hmm. which every listener will understand better than any, any product that they, they come in contact with. Your cell phone. That was started in America. The man who invented that, who invented that particular abridgment was uh, Walt Baran out of Philadelphia Drexel University. That was like... 40 years ago, and then it moved up. The man who did the cell phone was from New York. Uh, it was one thing after the next. We invented it. Now, can anybody tell me why all cell phones are foreign-made? I don't understand it. You're right. Why are the computer terminals all foreign-made? Why are the laptops, the, all the, the, the everything that you come in contact with, Sometime when I go shopping, I, of course, when I go into the store, I say, I'm looking for this product, and I would like it to be American-made. The salesperson usually looks at me and says, oh, that's not possible because everything is coming from here or there, and they go around to the products and show me. Even our cable systems everything coming in, your cable boxes, your, your uh, channel switches and all, everything is foreign-made. Is there any reason that it can't be made in America? No. For those who just tuned into the Rusk Report, we're learning from a great national leader who loves his Polish heritage, he loves his country, he loves American workers, a great role model for all of us, Michael Lihash. Director of Polish-American Social Services in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
If you're listening in Philadelphia, Montreal, Northern Florida, as we blanket 17 states and much of Canada, drop us a note. We get letters as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand with our 50,000 watts of clear channel power on ESPN AM 1520. Write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. Now a little plug. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Eagle. The Ampol Eagle is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. To have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like to mention that Michael Blihash was a right arm to Edward Moskal and Aloysius Majewski, two former national presidents of the Polish-American Congress, and Michael assisted them both for many years. Michael is president of the Polish-American Cultural Center Museum, located at 308 Walnut Street in Philadelphia, which we blanket. You can visit the museum on the Internet at PolishAmericanCenter.com. And, Brian, can I add that anyone visiting historic Philadelphia, we are two blocks from Independence Hall and the Liberty Bell. I'd love to invite all of your listeners to stop by and let us know that they heard this broadcast on the Rusk Report and come to Historic Philadelphia where it really all began. And we're very proud to be in Historic Philadelphia. And one of the exhibits that we have is highlighting the first Polish settlers which came to America back in 1608. They were brought here at the invitation of Captain John Smith, and the very first thing that they did when they came here was dug the first well in America back in 1608, long before the pilgrims came. And then they opened up a glass house which made uh, products, glass products, when they finished making enough for the colonies, Captain John Smith then started to package the stuff and send it back to England on ships for sale to make some money for the new colonies and promote the fact that the world is uh, getting to be an unbelievable place come to America. And as a result of that, over the centuries, Millions upon millions of people immigrated to what we know as the greatest nation on earth. And now, on I, I had the pleasure of interviewing Michael Blehash about 12 years ago and when I was visiting Brian Haig, the famous author and son of Gen- General Alexander Haig. He has a beautiful museum there. I encourage all of our listeners in the 17 states we blanket to go to Michael Blehash's museum at 308 Walnut Street in historic Philadelphia. It's it's beautiful. I wanted to ask you, Michael, how are you doing with Mark Poland Cars, the county executive in Erie County, New York, and the courageous legislator Ted Morton, who sponsored the bill for 
products over $10,000 that they had to be American-made. Are you getting these people to work together? Well, what has happened is Mark uh, Polenkarsh did veto the legislation. Mm -hmm. However, he said that he was willing to work with with Ted Morton and all of the legislators to make a new piece of legislation come about. Mm -hmm. The reason for the new Made in America Act is they want to make sure that all the I's and T's are, are crossed, that there is nothing left to the imagination. I, I understand that because if a piece of legislation was passed and it did not have uh, one, one particular clause over the other, then various parts of the lobbyists would be able to come out and say, well, this is not good, we're not doing this. So Mark Polenkarsh, in a letter to the legislature, did say that he is willing to sit down, and I think, quite frankly, uh, Brian, that a new version of the Made in America Act presented by Ted Morton and all of the legislators in cooperation with Mark Polenkarsh would be very good. uh, Erie County, New York, could actually make history by having this particular legislation come about I would then urge people all over the United States that support our Buy American Made campaign. And as you know, you can listen to American Workers Radio mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, simply by going to AmericanWorkersRadio.com, where we right. have uh, all of our uh, links up there. You see a copy of the Dead Clock. I'd like to see... Uh, Ted Morton, Mark Polenkarsh, and every one of the legislators, who I'm sure you know quite well, to sit down at one table and see how are we going to do this for Erie County and from Erie County take it across the United States of America. When do you think that that, uh, the county executive in Erie County, New York, and Erie County legislator Ted Morton, the author of this bill, can work this out to make the bill perfect to launch this throughout the United States. What's your timetable? I believe that it had to, in order for them to get it on the November ballot, Mm -hmm. this is a piece of legislation that is not only going to be approved by the legislature, but it's also going to be approved by the people when they go to vote in November. So I don't know if they'll be able to get it on the ballot in November, but they certainly can do it in the primary next year as a question. Well, what about having this as an executive order in the meantime, until it's passed, that where Mr. Polenkars can have exactly the language he wants to his purchasing directors in Erie County, New York? Why, why can't we do that in, in between you know, as an you know, executive Brian, order? That is, Brian, that is a very good suggestion. In fact, I think... I will recommend that. Good. In your, if I can use... Use my name. I'm, I'm, I get along with both of these people. Oh, I know they know you. They yeah. already told me they know you yeah. quite well, and they respect your work and your work in the Polonia and in the community there in Chittawaga and... Well, in, please in mention my there. name. I'm, I'm behind you, Michael. You're one of my heroes. 
Not only did you start Polish American Heritage Month, now you're starting this national movement from Buffalo, New York, to get legislation passed nationally to have large American products bought by governments. I think you're doing a wonderful and you job. Know, Brian, any listener that uh, would go to the store and just uh, speak up, like, what do you have in this particular item that's American made? You have to get that to the people in the store, the managers, even this, the cashiers, mm-hmm. because they all talk. And people are concerned that in the new America, in the last year or two, mm-hmm. people are walking into the store and saying, I'm not, I'm not happy. I already have five of this and four of that. I'm just going to hold out now. And as you see, there are a number of major outlets beginning to have, you know, financial difficulty. Number one, because so much is done on the Internet. But number two, because Americans have opened up their eyes and said, I cannot sit back and allow my brother or my sister or my son or my daughter to be without a job. Many of these people are well-educated in technology, and yet all technology is being done overseas in other parts of the world, and yet it's not a focus here in America. I would be very proud if uh, Ted Morton and Mark Polenkarsh could sit down with all the legislators and make it an executive order. And then from that executive order, the people, the next time they go to the ballot, they could say if they agree with it or disagree with it. I think a temper, just like the president can put out a, a memo or mm-hmm. a memo absolutely, of this could be done in Erie County. I, I'm very pleased because, as you know, Mark Endel from the Made in America store mm-hmm. is there right. in Elma, New York. He has done an unbelievable job getting uh, people to buy American 100% of everything that he has available in that store is 100% made in America. Believe it or not, he does not have one product that plugs in because all those products are made overseas. Terrible. If person, every person goes to the store, you look at an iron, a toaster, a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Everything is made foreign. How did that happen? What made the American people look the other way and not, you know, consider how am I going to support myself? But more importantly, uh, Brian, I believe that national leadership failed the American people very badly because what national leaders, all of the states, elected officials, the senators, the congressmen, how did they think that people that didn't have a job, working age and able-bodied people who didn't have a job, were going to support themselves, number one, and number two, pay taxes? I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. We've learned so much from this tremendous patriot, Michael Blihash, director of the Polish-American Social Services in Philadelphia. Thank you to those who called regarding Andy Card, 
Chief of Staff to W on this show, Ambassador Earl Mack, and State Senator John DeFrancisco. Coming up, Reg Madison, District Governor of the Rotary, State Senator Dale Volker, and Brian Kolb, Republican Leader of the State Assembly. Thank you for enlightening us, Michael Blihash, and special thanks to Kevin Carr, our Director of Production for 15 years. Thank you so much, Brian, for having me on, and I look to speak with you in the future, and I welcome you to come on our broadcast as well. I'd be very happy to. Have a great week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.